Hello, and welcome, cool cats, to BL172.9. If you've been part-time dreaming and scheming a plan for your great escape, then grab you a plate because we're serving smooth, creative hits that'll make you want to quit that 9 to 5 J-O-B. Now sit back, relax, and you'll see because you are traveling first class to where the part-time dreamers be. dreamers that are dreaming big dreams it is time to clock in and you are just on time happy new year and welcome to 2020 new year i really hope all of you earthlings are having a ball so far i hope with this new year because, as you may know, we have entered into a new decade, okay? So, this is the new 20s. I'm not going to go as far as saying the ruined 20s because there's, yes, it was good for some people, but then following the decade, there was the Great Depression. <laughs> so, some people's good, some people's bad. This 20s decade that we are in now. I'm not sure what we would call it. Um, the Liddy 20s, the Get It Right 20s, the We're Not Taking No Crap 20s. I don't know. Whatever 20s you want to name it, you do you boo, okay? But this is a time to heal from anything that you have have or have going on in your life. Does that make no had or have? There we go. Um, this is a time to hustle, a time to grow, a time to really go after anything you want. Because I know ultimately in life, we always feel like we're so distracted by things that we're really trying to achieve. But we have to realize that we are number one to ourselves because if we aren't making ourselves happy, if we aren't happy, we cannot be there for everyone else to try to help them in their times times of need. So I think a better way to say that is if you can't be there for yourself, it's going to be very hard for you to try to be there for someone else. So it's always good to work on yourself and take this new decade as a fresh start. So if there's something going on in your life, if there's just just a lot of things that have happened within, you know, 2010 to 2019, just look at this as a new start, a new beginning. And you know what? If your goal is simply to dominate the world, to have world domination, don't worry. It's not too late. <laughs> um so yeah, you definitely have time to do that as well, which I'm not sure what all in, will entail to try to dominate the world, but do you boo. 
anyways, um, in this episode today, um, I'm just going to touch on some things and I just want to get right into it, to be honest. So I actually have some good news and I have some bad news. Which one would you like first? Okay, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and start with the bad because if you're anything like me, I like to get the bad news out the way, get those bad feelings, the negative, whatever it is, and then hear what the good is. All right. So starting with the bad news. Okay, so towards the end of 2019, specifically on uh, December 6th of 2019, I was diagnosed with diabetes diabetes it wasn't a shock to me but it was a reality check especially because i know myself and i haven't really been eating right and i haven't really been exercising and it was one of those things were inevitable because we have it on my dad's side we have it on my mom's side and if i'm not taking care of my body you know, the genes are going to do the work and it's just something that's bound to happen. So, um, currently, uh, I'm glad I was able to, you know, go to the doctor, get diagnosed when I did, because I'm not in the far, far stages of it. How my doctor explained to me was that I don't know what the scale, like what the max number amount and what the minimum is, but she explained it saying that, like on the scale, if you're 6.5 or below, then you don't have diabetes. But if you are over 6.5, then you do. And then it depends how far down after that number, how severe your type of diabetes is. Because there's only type 1, there's type 2. And I believe, yeah, I have type 2 because I just have to take pills and where I am at on the scale is a 7.3. So I can definitely, with changing my eating habits, be able to get that under six. So that is definitely the goal. And pretty much, she, my doctor is going to work with me to try to get me under six. So it's definitely a work in progress because it's changing my eating habits. I went to drink sodas every day too. Only to be honest, within the month that I found out, I've only had two. And then I've had juice and sweet tea and lemonade and stuff like that, which I know is not good for me. But I'm more conscious about it. And I'm making an effort to drink more water. And I'm trying to make an effort to eat better. But I've realized so far I really don't care about fruits. I really don't care about vegetables and all the healthy stuff that is good for you. I just don't care for it. But I know that in order for me to not lose limbs, to lose eyesight, things of that nature, <laughs> that I need to do better. So definitely, definitely I am. I'm going to try, not even try, I have to do. There's you know no doubt about it. And to be honest, the other day, it was so sad. I was at the grocery store. I went by the case where they have like the cakes, the slices of cakes and pies and, you know, just the different like cold desserts. And oh my gosh, I wanted to cry. I was so upset. Can we get some of that cake? Matter of fact, 
Bring that whole cake over here. It was like I was just devastated that I could not eat me a slice of cake because I know it's going to make my blood sugar go. It's going to skyrocket it, you know? And yes, it was very tempting to eat the cake. Come on, Emma. I want a piece. Come on, just a piece. And you know, when you see all the sweets, the candy, the sugary drinks, and it's like when you know you can't have it, it makes you want it more. And I swear, right around the time when I was diagnosed with diabetes, diabetes. I felt like I was craving sugar all the time. Like I wanted a piece of cake. I was really in like, I want a piece of cake, I want a piece of cake. Damn, frosting tastes good. Anime, come on. This cake real good. Anime, just take the cake, please. And I really love bread. And that is one thing that I'm actually supposed to be staying away from. But I like eating bread with absolutely everything I eat. So that's just another bummer. But I do know that with time, restraint, and consistency, you know, it can definitely get better. And in the long run, it'll be worth it. And you know what? The cake, it, it ain't worth it. The cake ain't worth it, you know? <laughs> so I'm going to need all the prayer warriors, all of them, to pray for us, sister. <laughs> pray that I stay away from the bakery, okay? All right, so let's go on to the good news. Because, yes, we all love a little bit of good news, especially if it's about ourselves. <laughs> Okay, so, well, actually, let me step back a teensy bit. Before I get into the good news, I did tell y'all on the last episode about my deadline of finishing my Origin Harlequin script on December 28th. Now, I'm sad to say that I did not meet that deadline. Aww. But... As I slide into the good news now, I have finally came up with an ending for the script. Yes, 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 I know, I know. Warner Brothers, call me. Call me right now. My number is 214. Yeah, just DM me and I'll give you my number, okay? <laughs> Which I know that's not at all how screenwriting works. Or maybe it does. Hmm, I don't know. But... I finally came up with the ending for my script, which I'm super, super, super stoked about because I will be honest with you, the biggest setback I was having with my script was that I was having trouble figuring out how I wanted to conclude the story because I previously wrote a script, the one I told you where I went into competition with my boyfriend and then we had our friends read it to see what script they thought was the best. And that script was pretty much me piecing together other comic book stories of her. And it wasn't really me. And it, and within the story, I definitely feel like it is way more of my writing, my ideas compared to the first one. And it's crazy because when I came up with the idea for the ending, it actually came to me while I was driving and it's very random whenever I come up with my ideas they are so random like I'm literally just listening to music on the radio of course I'm thinking of course I have my script in the back of my head and then all of a sudden I just I came up with it and I go oh yeah I like that 
And if you hear some pause in the background, that's my doggies, even though my door's shut. But you know, the audio be very sensitive, okay? So just disregard it. Anywho, yeah, so the idea, it just came to me. And when my ideas come to me, it's as almost like someone inserted a film or inserted a USB into a projector and then it just starts playing in my head and I can see the scene. And it's almost like I've seen it somewhere else before because I can literally imagine the whole setting. I can imagine the characters. I imagine the dialogue. I imagine it's like weird. I know that they're wearing clothes. I know they have makeup. They have their hair a certain way. But those details are fuzzy to me, but yet it is complete in my brain, if that makes sense. And so it just really excited me because all this time, especially before my previous deadline I had in November, then I made the deadline in December, and I was just struggling with coming up with an ending. I just was like, I don't know how I'm going to end this. So don't get me wrong. I have a 100... 109, 110 pages that have been written, but this is towards the end of the story. Because just rule of thumb, whenever you write a script, I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last episode, but if I am repeating myself, then oh well. But a a script is, so, okay, how do I describe this? A script is a minute per page. Does that make sense? So yeah. It's a minute per page. So if you have a script of, of 60 pages, that's an hour movie. If you have a script of 120 pages, that's a two-hour movie. And that is my goal. I want to be between 120 and 130 minutes with how long I want the script to be. Now, ideally, I do want to kind of stretch it out and make it longer because... I would rather have something that I can take things away and tighten it up versus the script being shorter and then taking things away and then it's making the actual, it would, ideally the movie shorter. So yeah, my goal is between 120 and 130 pages. And you know what? One thing I really realized whenever I was going through the process of trying to meet these deadlines. Well, let me just first say this. The reason why I created deadlines for myself is I wanted to hold myself accountable. I wanted to keep myself aware of what I'm doing. Because previously, whenever I come up with ideas, I'm just like, oh, I'll just write it whenever I write it or when when I'm feeling good or when I actually come up with an idea. But I realized I'm not... I'm not pushing the gas, you know, I'm kind of sitting in neutral waiting for something to happen. And that's not what I want to do because my main goals is to be a screenwriter, more the filmmaker, but I want to be able to write my scripts, direct, produce. I mean, there's a bunch of things I want to do collectively, but I do want to be a writer and I would love to not only make my own movies but if I have the opportunity to write for someone else's movie I would love to do that as well and so I I need to be able to train myself because once the ball starts rolling once Warner Brothers calls me once A24 calls me once I'm working with Universal Pictures once I'm working with 21st Century Fox stuff is gonna get really real and (laughs) 
and the bitch is gonna be ready okay i am prepping myself it's almost like i'm going off to war and i'm prepping my armor i need to train myself now keep in mind your girl got a lot of work to do and and i realized that and that is what matters and even though I know I did not meet either one of the deadlines I set, it's not discouraging me because I know that I am aware of what I'm doing. I'm aware of what is happening and and just realizing what I need to do versus just kind of I'll finish it whenever I finish it because I'm like, hey, if I don't meet this deadline, then I'll create another one. I'll create another one. I'll create another one. I actually do need to create. I actually, I think my new deadline is I would like to finish the first draft before my birthday, which is February 2nd. Yes, that is my new, that is actually my new deadline. And I'm a girl gonna write that down. Yeah, so with this new deadline, hopefully, because I don't have that many pages left, but now I'm going to get to the part where, okay, I found my ending. I know how I want to end it. Now it's just filling in the blanks, um, tightening it up, especially my major challenge besides actually just finishing the script is the actual formatting of the script and the actual directions not the directions, the descriptions within the script. So it's not the narration, but it's just how setting up the scene, like what's happening in the scene, who's in the scene, what, like what all is going on. And with script writing, less is more. And it's not like a novel. So you wouldn't write, you know, a character walks into a store there is a ray of light that is shining through the big glass windows. There are wooden desks also. Like, it's just, you don't write like you're writing a novel. And to me, I'm kind of a writer who used to write fiction stories where you are supposed to describe everything. So I have that down, but being more simplistic and simplistic, there we go. When you're writing, that's what I kind of struggle with because I'm a really wordy person. As you can see from my podcast, I'm very wordy. So it's hard for me to uh, kind of dissect um, what I should keep and what I shouldn't. And then sometimes when I'm doing less, I'm like, that doesn't seem like it's enough, but it's just something I need to work on. And one thing I know that can help me is reading other people's script. But I guess my biggest hang up on that is finding, okay, what script is beneficial for me to read that's going to help me get through the script I'm currently writing. So yeah, that's my challenge with that. But that is the good news because that is what, the, I mean, that's that's just an accomplishment for me. I'm really, really excited about that. And speaking of accomplishments... I actually want to get into the goals because like I mentioned in the beginning, we're in this new decade. This is just a time for new beginnings and goals to be set and for self-awareness of things I want to accomplish to put in perspective what I want to do in my future and what I need to be doing in my present to get me there. But before I actually share my goals, what my goals are of 2020, I 
want to talk about what I unexpectedly accomplished in 2019. Yes, unexpectedly, because to be honest, I had a whole bunch of goals set for 2019. And I I don't even remember I wrote them down. I think, you know, I do have the journal, I wrote it down, but I'm not even going to reference it because it's kind of history and I want to start fresh because I do have a new set of goals that created towards the end of 2019 that I want to put into fruition, fruition, that does not make sense. I'm not saying that right. I want to put into effect for this new year. Okay, whatever. So the things that I accomplished in 2019, well, let's start with this. I went to therapy. That wasn't even my plan, I don't think. Or maybe it was. But luckily with the job that I currently work at, they have this program where I'm able to basically get free therapy. It's an employment program that they have for all the employees. And they'll give you a certain amount of sessions for free. You can choose a specific therapist that actually takes um, that certain program or they're involved in that program, if that makes sense. Because, I mean, they do get paid for the sessions. I just don't pay for it. It's basically like the the company doing it, which has helped me tremendously and has actually snowballed all my other goals that I have accomplished in 2019. And the second one being auditioning for a play. Now, keep in mind, I was a theater geek in middle school and also in high school as well. And I love, love, love theater. It is my first love. I would love to direct plays. I would love to write a play one day. And I would love to also be in one. So I do love film. I do. I am a filmmaker. I've made one film. I am a filmmaker. But I I want to also be a theater um be a um, theater director not like a director of a a actual like company but just directing plays and stuff and such because there's just something about theater that I don't know I just love it so much I just love the stage I love the live audience I love that you know you're memorizing you're blocking everything and then when the week of performances come it's showtime and it's just there's nothing like being on the stage. I really enjoy it. And then another goal that I accomplished was getting inspired to write on my Harlequin script again. Because I had started it in 2019. Because towards the beginning of 2019, I was, you know, I I was in a very good mood. I was very ambitious. I was ready to go. I wanted to... Uh, accomplished finishing it because that previous year I wrote it I wasn't really proud of what I did and I was determined to do to write a new script you know take some elements from that script because there were some things I did like and then just really create really create something much better something that I know is way more me and so that was the goal but then I went off track and I just kind of fell off, wasn't writing on it, didn't feel inspired to write, but going to therapy had lit that spark back up. And so I'm proud of myself that even though I didn't finish the script, I did start back on it. And I know I'm going to be finishing it from this point forward. And then 
also, it allowed me to just start making a plan for my future. So before, when the, the future seemed very dark and dim, I now see the light. And no, guys, I'm not dying anytime soon. But I was able to have a clear vision of what I needed to do to accomplish my goals. Because with the career I want to be in, it's no one path of getting there. There's no instructions. It's kind of just doing what feels right for you. And everyone's journey is different. Everyone's story of where they started is different. There's no one story that's the same. Now, some are, but granted, the majority are not. So that's, that is what I've been planning towards the end of my 2019 is that of what I want to accomplish in 2020. And then how about we get into those? So here are my 2020 goals. And I actually separated them by action goals and mental goals. Okay. So let me see something real quick. Okay. So my first action goal is I want to develop and write my scripts. So I have various different ideas of scripts that I do want to write out. And I actually came up with a new one this year. And then I've had some that have kind of lingered, but it's just really deciphering what goal or sorry, what scripts I actually want to flush out, develop, and possibly sell. Now, most of my ideas I have, of course, ideas are like your babies. You know, when you have a baby, you want to, you know, take care of it. You want to love it. And yeah, you may let other people see it or pl- or play with it and stuff. But at the end of the day, you're like, this is mine. I'm going to take it home. Like, I don't want anyone else to have it. So I'm kind of I'm kind of feeling like I would rather write out the ideas I want for myself to keep in my portfolio and then kind of write stuff that I would be willing to sell because along with developing scripts and and writing them out, I want to work on, once I write my scripts, the next step is looking for a screenwriting agent. And I know that can take lots of time. But I want to make sure that whenever I get that chance to talk to a screen agent, a screenwriter agent, that I am prepared. I want to be prepared as possible. I don't want to take that leap and then they read one of my scripts and then say, well, what else do you have? And then let's say I don't have anything else or I only have maybe two other scripts. And then maybe they keep saying, maybe they're thinking I have the potential to provide something that's sellable but they're like I don't like this idea I don't like this one I don't like this one what else do you have and I want to be able to like just kind of keep throwing things at them to where they're like oh okay this this maybe could do so I just want to be prepared for that so but first before I even get to there I have to write the material first second goal I want to be a PA on local film productions what is a PA it's just a production assistant Basically look at it as it's almost like an administrative assistant. You know, they take care of all the files. They answer the phone calls. They sometimes make runs if they need to for, you know, their coworkers. But a production assistant is someone who just does everything. 
You know, they may go get the coffee. They may need to help the gaffer. You know, they need to, may help. They may have to help the prop master. They may have to, you know, drive somewhere and maybe get food, or they may need to um, help. You know, the the sound guy. You know, there's just various things that they they can just put you wherever they need you and wherever they need those extra hands. And so I figure if I start on local productions, I can see how everyone else works, and I can just gain that experience. And also, I would be doing what I love because being on sets is super fun. And it's just something I wish I could do and get paid enough that I can live the lifestyle that I do live. Okay, my third goal. Oh, and then kind of talking about the second goal again about being a PA on a set. I'm also, so not only am I going to get the experience, I'll also be able to network and I can kind of branch out. And then hopefully when I comes down to, if I'm able to have the funds to make any of my script ideas that I've written, then I can put that into effect and I can have people that would be able to work with me to, you know, make my films or things come to life. So it's networking, it's gaining that experience. All right, so the third goal we have is be conscious of what I eat and choose healthy options. So, of course, as I mentioned previously with my uh, diabetes, I just have to do better, period. There's, I mean, there's not much else to say about it, um, and I have been making a conscious effort so far. Uh, the fourth goal is to maintain my two podcasts. Now, I made I've made two episodes so far for this podcast, which of course is Part-Time Dreamer. Welcome to my podcast. Um and then I also have my other podcast which is But Ma, that's my favorite movie. And these are two podcasts I want to be very dedicated to. I want to be consistent with because I actually really do enjoy podcasting. Um it is actually it's very therapeutic. Um, I also just enjoy it because I love listening to podcasts, but I also like talking and I realized it would be nice to just do something where it's just the audio portion of it, you know? So I just, I definitely want to keep these podcasts up, keep being consistent and just do what I do. Okay. And we got the fifth goal, which is is pick up on my YouTube channel, No Bake Motivate. I'm a little, I don't know. It's kind of a, I've been having a tug of war in my mind trying to figure out what exactly I want to do with my No Bake Motivate. I love the concept. I love helping people. It's just, I don't really want to be in front of the camera. I feel like it's just a lot of work. And... I have a really laid back personality and I feel like sometimes on camera it just comes off as way laid back and I want to be more preppy and I want to be more enthusiastic, but it's just a little struggle I'm having. So that is kind of really up in the air. Um, but if you are a listener to No Make Motivate, comment, let me know if that is something that you want me to continue doing or if you're like... I live for your content. Please come back because I just don't want to give up on it. I just don't know when I'm going to start it back up. And I really, really would like to do it sometime soon. And it's always in the back of my mind. I'm literally always thinking about it. I just, I just don't know when I'm going to start it back up. And then the sixth goal I have, 
which is to say happy birthday to my aunts, my cousins, and friends. I'm not very good at it. And you know what? For a lot of years, some of my cousins, I don't know their birthday. Some of my aunts, uncles, I'm like, when's your birthday? And so, I don't know. That's just something I want to be able to be better at. I want to be that person that if... You know, they're like, dang, she always, you know, I may not talk to her a lot, but she always tells me happy birthday. Like she always remembers my birthday. I want to be that person (laughs) because I know how good it feels when you have people reach out to you and tell you happy birthday. It's just, I don't know. It's just like a really good film. Like, oh, they cared enough to tell me that, you know, or they even cared enough to remember because with the attention span these days, like it's like, if I don't learn your birthday in the nineties, then I'm just not going to know your birthday. Okay. But no, I, I do want to do better about that. And then the seventh one, I believe. Yes, seven. Oh my God, I can count. Okay, so this one is to stop nagging my boyfriend. My poor boyfriend. Oh my God. I nag him so much. I act like I'm his mother or something. But I just really want to do better because some things are just better left. Just not said, you know? You know, I just... People can only... You can only tell someone something so much and it is just up to them to either listen to your advice or keep doing what they're doing. not saying my boyfriend's doing anything bad. He's not. But, you know, I just always like, hey, you need to do this. Hey, you need to do this. Or why are you doing this? And so I just want to do better about that because I get on my nerves. For real, I get on my nerves when I hear myself and I'm like, dang, girl, why don't you just shut up? Like, just shut up. Like, while I'm talking, I'm literally thinking that in my head like, okay, why don't you just shut up already? And that's sad. So I figured, yeah, let me just do better. Okay. All right. So what I'm going to go ahead and do now is I'm moving on to the mental goals. All right. So for the mental goals, not to worry because I realize worrying literally does nothing. It does nothing for you. It doesn't change anything. It doesn't reverse time. It doesn't, you know, make you travel faster in time. It's, it just doesn't do anything. So why worry? And if you, re- and for myself, if I realize I'm going to start worrying about something, I need to take a step back and say, why are you worrying? Let's not worry about what happened. Let's find a solution of what, of how we can make it better. Two, be consistent. I just want to be a consistent person. I want to, whatever I go for, I want to do it and be persistent with continuing it and not start something, stop it, start something else, stop it. I just don't want to be that person because I feel like habits are hard to break. And when you create a habit like that, it's just in the long run, it's just not going to help you. Um, Work harder. Now, I work harder in my regular job, but as far as me going for my dreams, which is part of the reason why I even started this podcast is that I haven't been putting in the work to break into the film industry or to be a director, to be a writer, to network with people. I have not done that. And so that is what I want to do. I want to, I want to embody working and hustling to really put in the effort to go for my dreams and stop being afraid of failing or being afraid of being successful. And then that leads me to number four, which is don't be afraid to lead. And I know I'm a leader. I know I can be a leader. It's just a lot of the times I just think when you're leading, 
I don't want to be that person to step on any toes to make anyone feel any type of way because sometimes the way I lead can be kind of aggressive or really forthright or blunt and then because sometimes I don't know any other way to do it and so that's something I want to work on as well as just how I approach people how I explain myself to people and just how I interact with people in general about certain things but I do don't want to be afraid to lead and that's going to lead me to number six own my space so just owning who I am you know holding my head high you know not being afraid to exude the confidence that I know I have and that I, like I'm capable, like who I'm capable of being. I, I know who I am. I know what I can do. So I just need, I want to not be afraid to just own my space. The seventh um, goal is going to be owning my talent. That's the biggest thing. The biggest struggle I've done is I honestly believe I'm super talented, but sometimes I kind of dance around what I do or dance around what I want to do. And instead of saying, I aspire to be, or I want to be, I need to say, I am. And that comes with, to me, if I'm going to say I'm a filmmaker, it's someone who's made multiple films already. I, I don't feel I've earned the right or the privilege to even say I'm a filmmaker when I haven't been consistently doing it. But I think with training myself to say, I am what I want to be. That can also help me push me towards my um, goals and my dreams and and putting in the work to get to where I want to be. And then also I want to um, change the way I speak. So just like I said, how I said, I aspire to be a filmmaker. I aspire to be a screenwriter. I am a screenwriter. I am a filmmaker. And I have to realize that I am just as good as anyone else beginning that is a beginner in my career and that I can be those things and that I shouldn't shy away from saying I am and just really just embracing it. And then I, uh, okay guys, I have bought a plane ticket. First class. No, I'm, I'm just joking. I can't afford no first class economy. And I'm booking it out of what if land. Okay. What if land? What is what if land? It's the what is. What if I don't make it? What if I never become a filmmaker? What if I never break it up, you know, get to go to Hollywood? What if no one ever um, accepts my works of being my screenwriting agent? What if I never get a manager? Um, what if doors get slammed in my face? What if I never make a film? I'm done. I'm over it. I don't, I don't want to care about the what ifs and I'm not going to care about them because they don't matter. You cannot, you cannot pull yourself out of the game before you even got a chance to play. You know, if I don't do it, I'll never know if I was good at it. And I have done it. I've made one film. You know, I did theater in high school and in middle school. I know what I'm capable of doing. I've had so many people believe in me. More than I've given myself credit to believe in myself, if that makes sense. Because I've never given myself really the time to pursue it. I've just kind of lived in fear of being successful or living in fear of failing. That I've just 
not done it. And, you know, my plane is going to be leaving. I think, um, I think my plane left yesterday, you know, I'm out of it. I'm done. No more what ifs because there's no point of wondering, but there is everything in just doing it. And you know what, guys, I'm going to go ahead and conclude the episode with that. I definitely hope you enjoyed it. And I'm wishing everyone the best, best, best new year because you deserve it. You are worth it. And never, ever forget that there is never a time to not go for what you want. There's never a time for you to never pursue or love or to heal or to trust or to travel, just whatever you want to do in life. Don't ever think because of your age, because of time, because maybe you have kids or whatever the case may be, that you can't do anything you want. And that's all I got. See you guys next episode. Oh, 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 oh,